sort of love it. Yeah, but these guys are kind of beautiful. What is up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of the Prague Pod. Today I'm here with Bachelor Wise Johnson in the house. Yes, sir. I'm really excited for this interview. Bachelor is an independent R&B artist. I don't know. You classify yourself R&B? That's like uh, I'll love it all. I'll love it all. Oh okay. yeah, if I had to lean towards something, probably R&B sure. pop. Gotcha. <coughs> uh, he's a master student at BYU and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So you're really into culture. You're really into yeah. Uh, R&B culture, like we mentioned just a little bit, hip-hop culture, um, but you're also really into your faith, and it's a church culture, and uh, becoming more like Jesus Christ, so I'm curious, what's your go-to hymn or song, uh, or your favorite scripture from the church? I have four hymns that I have on a playlist I listen to every night, um, mm-hmm. I guess one of them is not a hymn, but it's a child's prayer, love is spoken here, um, consider the lilies, oh, I like and that one. uh there's like a Tarzan song, uh, You'll Be In My Heart. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, I know it. I have those. Phil Collins, that's cool. But yeah, I have those four. I mean, I have a bunch of different hymns. Sure. I love like, Family Can Be Together Forever, I Stand All Ways. <laughs> um, yeah, and then go-to scriptures. Um, probably the one, I don't know exactly, it's in D&C. Mm-hmm. It basically is Joseph Smith saying that trials have become second nature to him. Sure. And so... Um, yeah, and that one, if you read it, it just kind of just gives you perspective on, like, the development that he went through as a prophet and basically how, like, he's been going through so many trials and all. It's not new to him, and I related to it because I just felt like it was always trial to trial, but mm-hmm. looking at him, just, you know, inspiration as someone who's been on the earth as a, as a mortal just to mm-hmm. understand how, like, it can get tough, but it doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be something that, that, that shifts our perspective into something that's super negative yeah. and then uh, it's not a specific scripture but it's the story of the brother of Jared mm-hmm. brother of Jared I absolutely adore him yeah. um, just the process and how he found his answers um, just the amount of faith that he had mm-hmm. to go across the veil without you know like losing his life or anything like that yeah so <laughs> that that uh, that's my two go-to's absolutely man you had that ready Dude, honestly, that's cool, man. You have it on the ritual playlist, and bro, I have the playlist ready, but so cool. I've always um, Joseph Smith and the brother Jerry are like two of my like, church figures mm-hmm. that I've always like looked to. Absolutely, mine's Ammon because I love that he's a servant, man. Oh yeah, he just chop off the arms, yeah, horses. <laughs> he's, he's a cool dude, man. I think the first video that I saw of you, how we connected online initially, I think I saw this video of you. Rocking what you call your Joseph Smith fit. Oh yeah, man. your big fancy outfit to church. Dude, <laughs> I love the. Uh, I had seen a picture of Joseph Smith wearing like an ascot with a, uh, mm-hmm. this high collared yeah. suit. So I was at a, I'm at one of my uh, European fits. I love, uh, <laughs> I'm, like I said, it, it all ties in. I think like sure. life should be limitless. I think everybody mm-hmm. should try different styles and yeah, yeah. enjoy life to the fullest. And so I saw it and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I got it. You got to get that. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's what I love about you. You don't let other people put you in a box too. No, you can, man. That's cool, though. So what is your motivation for getting your master's degree? I know you're putting a lot of time on work in a school right now. Mostly my parents, they didn't go to college, um, but they're extremely hard workers, and I know know if they had the opportunities that I had and the guidance that I had from them Mm -hmm. growing up, then they probably would have gotten their doctorates, you know? Sure. Um, It's mainly for them. Uh, I think I owe it to BYU as well. They provided me a lot of help over the years, and... Mm -hmm. 
um, getting my master's, I'll officially be like an alumni of the school. Yeah, that's um, cool. Though. My master's program as well, they have, I've learned a bunch of stuff, like the way the mind works, the way people think. and. What is it, psychology? It's, no, it's um, mass communications. Oh. But we go into a lot of theory about like the media. Sure. And so media is such a huge okay. part of our lives. Yeah. So we kind of, we went through like how documentaries are and how people group people together. And that's mm-hmm. where my, my whole... My whole project is like a mini documentary of my mm-hmm. life, and it's going to be like in a keynote presentation. Oh, wow. And it's basically going to apply certain theories and how I had to navigate yeah. my life in a certain way to overcome stereotypes and stuff. But it goes Duh. into how like other people think and perceive you, so it's mm-hmm. cool. You got to show me t- show that to me when Man, you finish. Man, once I finish it, it up, cool. once I finish cool. it up, I got you. So you'll be graduating this spring? Yeah, that's the plan. Oh, nice. That's the plan. That's so soon. We'll see. That's cool. I like how you said you, you owe it to your parents, but at the same time, you almost owe it to your kids. Because oh, yeah. once you have your master's degree, like all the more opportunity for them, just like you said, your parents get to you. Yeah, and like I said, then I go into college, they come in and instilled education. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for my kids especially, I think that one of the apostles said there's a power in starting and finishing something that's super hard. Yeah. And so, you know, we live in a generation that's like, uh, I don't believe that our generation is stronger or weaker than other generations. I think like social media is a mirror of what mm-hmm. we've always been mm-hmm. and so you know people are always looking for like the easy way out and same with me i didn't really want to finish it yeah but then like you kind of realize you know to live life to the fullest you gotta you gotta finish mm-hmm. things out you know so well i like that we'll see what happens man yeah it ain't just about the degree it's about who you are yeah it, it, it is that's what's that's the worst part man you said you this <laughs> but it it always carries over. You, you don't want to make like quitting a habit. Absolutely. Know? Yeah, that's awesome, though. How were you introduced to the gospel and to the church? And when would you say is your conversion moment when it became really, really committed? Dude, I was 13. Pretty young. Jeez. Oh, young. That's younger than Justin. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I got my patriarchal blessing. Okay. I got my patriarchal blessing. I had it set up when I was 13, mm-hmm. but I got it a week after I turned 14. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because he was in the Grove at 14. And so I said, wow. when he found his purpose, I'm going to find mine. Yeah. So Ooh. It, changed, it changed everything for me as a 13, 14-year-old kid. Like, everything my patriarchal blessing has been lined up. And mm-hmm. um, it kind of shaped the way that I view things. Uh, there was like a, um, I think it's like an Enzyme article. It's like, mm-hmm. keep your eyes on the shore. Just talks about like having an internal perspective on things. Um, my mom grew up in a church. My dad didn't, mm-hmm. but my dad has always had kind of the same morality in, yeah. in, in a sense and similar cultures, even though they grew up, you know, drastically different. Mm-hmm. And so he loved the idea of family and um, the whole limitless mindset. You know, doing a whole bunch of things at a high level. That's mm-hmm. just what my dad's all about. And then you combine that with like my mom's. My mom has crazy faith, dude. And mm-hmm. you combine that with both of them, they just became like a power couple yeah and so for me they're like my heroes and sure yeah so <clears throat> i'm just trying to do my best to, to um, you know be the best that i can be but that's how i basically got converted to the gospel mm-hmm. um obviously you know it's not too many people that look like me in the church mm-hmm. that's how i always was growing up mm-hmm. and so i was always reconverted i think like every week i always had I had good mentors. Not everybody has the same experience, but for me, I had a bunch of great mentors all growing up yeah. in the church. And my parents, they're kind of defiant in their own way. Yeah. So all they, the good ones are. Uh, they, don't care, <laughs> they don't care about he say, she say stuff. Uh-huh. They don't care about negativity or mm-hmm. like this or that. They were kind of the ones where like, 
the church has questionable history, mm-hmm. they tell me focus on the Savior. Yeah. But I'm the type, now I got to find out. Yes, so, yes. So the more I found out, the greater my testimony became mm-hmm. because I, I knew what I was up against. I knew what I was dealing with. But then I also got to apply, you know, the atonement sure. in way different aspects. So it was, it's been great, bro. I'm not even going yeah. to you, bro. Yeah. I, I, I love that mindset because Jesus Christ can withstand the scrutiny. You know what? Like the greatest minds can question him. And as, as long as you actually diligently search, you'll find the answers that you're looking for. Oh, for sure. And the church is imperfect. Like Jesus Christ is perfect and he's the leader of the church. But the church, we're just people. We're going to mess it up. Like We're going to have right, mistakes. And that's definitely part of my testimony, too, has been having to search for, you know, here it says God loves all people, but here there's something that doesn't match up with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But Jesus Christ makes a way. So that's cool. Always. Yeah, I love it, bro. Yeah, I love that. Um, as we're diving into our conversation, I'm curious to know about how you let God prevail in your life. I can tell just from the few minutes that we've been together, uh, and from the, what I've seen from you on social media, that he really does, like he's the master hand taking care of the things in your life. How do you make sure that happens while you're so busy with all these other priorities? Well, dude, like, uh, I've always, it's always because I put myself in some situations where only a miracle can get me out. And I'm just, over, I've just been overly dependent on them. What do you mean by that? Well, like, you think about it, like a lot of people just choose the safer route, which mm-hmm. is one thing. I didn't have the luxury of doing that. Mm-hmm. So like growing up in high school, man, I didn't have like spare time to do anything really. I was, you know, like a you know, typical LDS kid. Like I had, you know, Boy Scouts and stuff like that. Sure. But, you know, my parents had me in piano lessons. They had me taking advanced classes at all time. I was studying Chinese, but my passions are music and football, so I'd be- recording. So they really were giving you every opportunity? Oh, bro, there was, there was no, we, there was no social life. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more social now than I ever was, but back then it was, we always had a performance coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we were always recording songs all through high school. Mm-hmm. Always had a choir performance, theater, and then sports, like in Texas, football rings key. I was, yeah. football is like my passion. So I was mm-hmm. always working out for football. And then as soon as football is done, you're preparing for next season and mm-hmm. running track. And then in the summers, we didn't have time. Like my parents would have, doing either summer classes mm-hmm. to get ahead in school or we were training for football like I said sure so we we're always just doing something yeah and then it gets to the point where when you're overwhelmed and you kind of have this unwavering belief like as a kid you just believe in things right mm-hmm. so for me it was like I just knew I was gonna make it out on top just because God got me and then that's a good belief to have though you know, yeah <laughs> and you get to college and you don't have that like family there with you every day mm-hmm. So it was like, I, I didn't like stray away super far, but I strayed away enough to where insecurity set in, doubt mm-hmm. set in, like lack of focus, not a lack of faith, but like sure. a lack of focus where I wasn't doing what I knew I needed to do. Yeah. And then the, um, working towards the temple and then after going through the temple completely changed everything in terms of like everything starts to make sense in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, this is why I was raised like this. This is why mm-hmm. I did this. Like, even though... It didn't look like there was a line. There was always a line. And, you know, God is the master hand in everything. And for me, like, right now is, like, the most crucial part of my life. I don't know what's going to happen in the next few years. Yeah. I really don't. You really set yourself up, though, because you still have that working mentality that, you know, that that that, it, that your parents instilled in you. You know what yeah, I mean? This, yeah. The, the scary part is just it, it's going to take a lot out of my control to go right mm-hmm. for, for me to do what I want to do, right? And so... The thing is, it just goes back into 
doing everything you can. Sure. Perfect obedience breeds miracles, right? And, yeah. Uh, you know. What are you I, talking about? You talking about music? You think you won't get famous? Man, it's, it's, Come it's, on, Bachelor. Well, <laughs> the things that the world you, you look at what's what trends in the world. Yeah. Right? It's like the gimmicks and the I like morality. Mm-hmm. And you're I, not willing to do that just for the clout. Nah, God knows I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I've never been built like that. I, right. I could have came less. Yeah. And so for me, it's like the only way you never get yourself in mm-hmm. is through things I can't control. Because there's certain things as like humans, we're like non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has a limit. Yeah. I'll never sacrifice my morals like ever yeah. in terms of that kind of stuff. And I will never like not be myself or like you know deny Christ. Doug, I think that's the reason that you're going to make it. Hey, I mean, <laughs> hey, this, hey, this happens. I mean, but like, like I said, I'm kind of. It's more or less as a, as members of the church. We mm-hmm. being a member missionary, something I'm super passionate about. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I just want a platform so I can prepare the kingdom, I used yeah. to be. It used to be different. I used to want to change the world. Yeah, that's why I just like I'm gonna change the world. I'm gonna change the world. But in reality, that's Jesus' job. That's his job. <laughs> that's not my right. job. And yeah. that's when, when that clicked. Yeah, I was like. Oh, all right, whatever you need me to do. I just hope it's something that I want to do. That's yeah. why I'm asking. Use me, use me. Yeah. yeah. And so to be a vessel, I think, is the biggest blessing. But to, to be a vessel and do what you love, I think that's the ultimate yeah. dream for everybody, you know? And so yeah. for me to get to a position where I can have a platform and make a difference and do what I love, and obviously, oh, sorry. You're good, Doug. <laughs> and obviously, like, get paid to do it. Mm-hmm. That's just a different beast. And so mm-hmm. we'll see back at the end of the day, like, you gotta ask yourself, am I willing to put in the work? Because yeah. I always say, uh, you know, God won't give you more than what you can bear in terms of like trials. Yeah. He also won't bless you more than enough than you can not only handle Be a righteous but, steward. Exactly. Yeah. Be a, and be appreciative of it as sure. well. So I know there's like a, no one ever gets to heaven without going through hell, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's, you gotta be, I think as when I was younger and more naive, I was, I was ready to do anything just because I didn't know anything. But when yeah. you know it's coming, it's like stepping <laughs> foot in that water. Like the first time you run a mile, okay, but then when you get ready to run it the second time, you're like, oh, okay, this is all. So, dude, I'm, I'm ready. I can tell you have a phenomenal understanding of progress, which is what we're talking about here today, man. Like your poise and your focus right now, I can tell that you're really on the prize. And the prize is different from what it used to be for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's no reason that you can't have both of the things that you yeah. want. You know, there's no reason that you can't hold space for respecting and honoring the culture and the background that you come from, and also at the same time becoming a new creature through Christ. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's really cool. I admire you for that. That's I really cool that you do that. Man. What role does your culture play in your faith today, would you say? We dove into it just a little bit. Man, um, I think like even my culture, like my, my dad's black, my mm-hmm. mom's someone, and so, you know, the Samoan culture is, is, is family rooted. Yes. Right? And there's a bunch of traditions and respecting elders and, and uh, upholding the family name. Mm-hmm. And so I love all that. That's how the gospel is too. Yeah. Exactly. And then with my black culture, what I've learned the most is just about black history. Like I think about mm-hmm. long, long history, lessons short, right? You yeah. Take, <laughs> I always tell them this you take a group of people off of Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And you put them in the United States, you strip away their language, their culture. All the stuff that and, and number one, their families. Yeah, yeah, and all the stuff the Book of Mormon warns about right. about like not remembering tradition, fault, all that kind of yeah. stuff. So they do all that to them, and then like I always tell you, what's the most influential culture in the world mm-hmm. is black culture. But black culture is the youngest culture in the world because it was made 
in the 1800s, 1900s. Had to be day, recreated. Had to be, yeah, exactly. And think about like you take a whole continent of people, group them together, and mm -hmm. they have to form a new culture together. Sure. And I, to me, that's what epitomizes black culture to me is always making the most out of what's crappy like situation, nothing. bad exactly. situation. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what it means to me to be black. Mm -hmm. And then I think about the gospel, and you combine both of those cultures together. It's like family rooted and making the most of everything. And like yeah. we, like what's the thirteen article of faith, like. We believe in all things, hope for all things, right? Yeah, now. yeah. We hope to be able to endure all things, right. all that kind of stuff. I'm like, that's what it is. That's, just, that's all it is. And so, oh, for me, it's like, man, I don't understand how like we can't teach black communities the gospel because I'm like, in my right. head, this is the perfect. That's culture. what it like, is. What, what, <laughs> this, this is what black culture is. And so, yeah. to me, like that's what it epitomizes, like bringing my culture into it. And um, and I always tell people too, I don't get too caught up in you know labels and stuff. I, sure. I love to speak for underrepresented groups, right? Mm -hmm. Like same as you doing as well. People who don't have voices to to, to, to speak and like people who yeah. are afraid to speak up. So that's why I'm so passionate about like social issues, right? And I feel like even if I wasn't black, I'd be speaking up about black absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, it's literally because it's like our job as members to succor all people, mm -hmm. and then at the same time, it's. Like, what's a life lived if it's lived for yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that's why I don't really care about money or fame if it means, like, I can't do what I want to do. So that's mm -hmm. why I say I can't sell myself short because I'll be, I'd rather impact people's lives and not be famous than mm -hmm. be famous and not impact people's yeah, lives. Yeah, you can't you know? trade purpose for Exactly. Yeah. I would lose. I, I know I would go crazy. I would lose right. would go psycho. Yes. Like, I would yeah. not recognize me anymore. I would lose yeah. everything that's about me. Mm -hmm. And, like... My confidence and it all stems from the gospel mm -hmm. and stems from like living. you've got confidence, Doc. For yeah, it literally stems from living with the spirit. When mm -hmm. I'm not living with the spirit, that's when I'm super insecure. Yeah. I, I become someone that I don't even want to think about. Yeah, just because dude, it, it's everything that makes me who I am. Mm -hmm. You know, so. to get right. So I shared with you a little bit before. I got to speak at a conference today, mm -hmm. and I did it yesterday too. And uh, that for me that you were talking about is like at the intersection of what you love and what you're good at. I feel like that's what your purpose is. And for me, it's speaking about suicide prevention. That's why it's the same thing. Like, I have to get right before I can do it. If I don't get right with a prayer and, like, with really focusing on the people I'm serving, then I can't do it. Like, the words don't even come, you know what I'm saying? And, but that's, that's the thing, though. You, you, you know how it goes. Like, you mm -hmm. don't need to practice telling the truth. Right. You know, you, people can practice. Like, you can yeah. practice a lot. But <laughs> when you're passionate about something, when it's, like, inside, it just comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, it flows naturally. And for you, you'll be able to have a voice that, you know, I could never have in terms of, like, suicide prevention. In the same way. And, and, that's what, and that's what makes life fun. Yes. It's because people think, at the, like, it's not, people always say it's lonely at the top. It's not supposed to be that mm -hmm. way. We're mm -hmm. supposed to all, like, the end destination is all the same. And mm -hmm. people don't realize it's, like, how do you get to the, the next level? How do you become like Christ where you need to become patient, kind, right, meek? Yeah. Like, all these attributes you need. And everybody takes, like, different roads to get there. Some people have sports to get there. Some people have, like, doctor's degree to get there, right? Sure. There's so many, like, different career paths where, like, some of you are just family lives. Anything they do, like, it's going to get us to the same destination. Right. And nobody's going to be ranked above mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I love the gospel because it's like, essentially, I'm just doing my role to do yeah. what I'm comfortable doing. You know, but it doesn't make me any better, any worse than anybody else. Right. You know? You're just carving yourself out with whatever challenges you throw yourself in eventually. Exactly. Yeah. I want to touch on something you mentioned earlier, which is about, I really think you can judge a community's health by how well they treat their, you know, least advantaged members. Yeah. If you go to the poorest, you know, 
community, but they take care of the poorest members and they're all equal, then really that's the health of the community is, exactly. is healthy, you know what I'm saying? So who are some uh, people in black culture, cultural icons who have made a huge impact who you really look up to? I'll share my list after you share yours, man. I love studying black history because I, I agree with so much of what you just said. Dude, to be honest with you, um, Michael Jackson is like my biggest influence. Really? He's, it's literally because of... Uh, I would be, I, I'm like borderline obsessed. I'm not obsessed. I don't have idols. Like if I man in the mirror, God, yeah. If he, so. if he walked into the room right now, I'd be like, Yo, man, that's crazy. I wouldn't be drooling or nothing. I'd be like, Dang, I would pick your brain a lot. Sure. But um, in terms of black icons, it's always the sports and music figures for me, mm-hmm. um, just because they established themselves in a way that they had a global platform and yes. a way that they're able to still be themselves. Right. So, for like Michael Jackson, that, that's what started my whole man. Like if I get that plot, like. I, I always tell myself, dang, if I had Michael Jackson's platform with my gospel knowledge, it's over. It's yeah. over. Because I promise you. You'd be singing people. bars about the gospel. And <laughs> that's, that's my dream. My dream yeah. is to be able to go on a world tour, but then, like, the day before, host the fire sign. Yeah. And then it's only the state presidents in that area. They bring their members, and we just do that, like, everywhere. That's, like, my goal. And then um, Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. crazy, crazy work ethic. I absolutely mm-hmm. adore him and love him. Mm-hmm. But, um, Man, dude, like in terms of icons, I respect anybody at a high level that performs um, under the circumstances that they're given. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, I don't really have like people that I look up to like that other than my parents and my mentors. Mm-hmm. My mentors I look up to like crazy, but people who you really know, not just the image of. Yeah, that makes sense. Because within them, it's, I learned true service like through them. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't be who I am without them. Like my seminary teacher, his name mm-hmm. is Brother Haynes. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Brother Shirts, he made me like he. He would make sure that I go to Young Men's all the time when I switch wards. Yeah. Um, President Worthen at BYU, I'm super close with him. Yeah. Um, he's been mentoring me. Just people then, who keep you on. Because there's no there's no real benefit for them. Mm-hmm. They don't make no they don't make any money off of me. They don't right. like I can't really provide anything in their life. Sure. I may be able to provide a perspective that they've never seen, mm-hmm. but other than that, it's selfless they just, they just give their time just to listen to me hear me out and then they coach me up yeah and so stuff like that i look up to people that have you know great work and that are great at their craft because mm-hmm. it, it tells me about you know instills hard work but i didn't need to look any further than my family um to do hard work but i'm super passionate about like you know everybody getting their fair shake and fair due in terms of giving them their credit or credits due yeah but other than that like for people that i look up to it's always like the people that i keep in my circle yeah, yeah, that's the way it should be. That's Honestly, dope, man. That, and that's and that's the the part, hard part about wanting to be like have a platform is because I don't really want to be famous. I want a platform to make a difference. But I want to be cool with everybody. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to walk the sidewalk. That's right. You don't want to have to like know. Yeah. Do, are you like vibing with me because I'm famous? Yeah. Because I got bread? Are you yeah. vibing with me because of who I am? Because but I'm bachelor. Yeah. At the same time, it, it's like nice to walk on the sidewalk and walk into Costco you know there's other people yeah. where they walk into a room people are always going to pull cameras right. out yeah. but it's like hey like we can talk and conversate I'm legit nobody you know exactly. <laughs> it does not matter what I do you'll you know? keep that though yeah. you're humble enough you'll keep that I, I hope so man I that's hope so cool. but yeah that's so dope 
Hold up, now you. What's your? You, you told me you're gonna tell me. Uh, oh, my list. Yeah, your list. I gotta okay. hear this. Malcolm X. Okay. You read his autobiography? I have not. I've okay. stu- I studied him when I was at University of Utah. My last mm-hmm. year, I had an African American studies, and I studied him sure. a lot. My appreciation for him grew. I'm talking phase two, Malcolm X. I like the one who doesn't want a race war. Yeah, <laughs> bro, that one, the one that got murdered. Yeah, yeah. I try to tell people. All, I try to tell people all the time because you know the world. They only push out the the, the bad version. The, yeah. The, and it's like you know, it wasn't. He had great intentions, but the perspective mm-hmm. wasn't there. And then once yeah. he gained the perspective, they killed him. I said, exactly. and, and I, so, I try to tell him. He was too powerful back then. Yeah, because when he found, like, he found out there were like blue-eyed Muslims, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he's like, exactly. wait, wait. Whole perspective changed when he went to the Mecca. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, I love his story because it's a story of progress. Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr., legend too. You yeah. Know, wonderful guy. But he was like right from the beginning. At the beginning. So I can't relate yeah. to him because I wasn't right from the beginning. Yeah, no. But Malcolm X, he had it all wrong, though. No, no, and then no. he learned and made progress. And that's how I am. I used to be a dummy. But I'm making progress. <laughs> bro, you, know you can't saying? say used to be, bro. You 17. You I'm still a dummy. <laughs> but I'm on the right road now. No, And that's bro. why I relate with Malcolm X. I have to get you, man, bro. Ain't no way you're like 17, bro. Uh, I appreciate you, Nash. This is cool, man. Yeah. This is a good conversation we're having. That's funny you said about my connect, so. I was worried. I was like, man, I hope you're not talking about phase one. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> that's not going to let get us in trouble. How can we seek an honest and real relationship with God? Uh, you talk about having to separate sort of church history and church culture, which can sometimes be negative and straight up false, with actually connecting with God and the way that He feels about you. How do you do that? Dude, it's, you can't know God until like, you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, knowing God is constantly, constantly, constantly like stretching you. Because right to know God, you have to like know His commandments. Mm-hmm. You have to live them. You have to try yeah. it out. And, uh, I love how the scriptures say experiment upon the Word. Oh, you got to. Mm-hmm. You have to. Cause, and that's what I'm saying. It's like those who have experienced the most trials... Mm-hmm are those who have the potential to be the closest to God as possible. And it doesn't have to be anything drastic. You don't have to live in crazy circumstances to be able to do this. But few people will like move themselves to do it. And that's yeah. a chapter 21, Faith and Testimony, Howard W. Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's called Faith and like, Faith Testimony. But um, Dog, you like, got a photographic memory, I swear. Dude, <laughs> no, dude this is like a one, one of the five things I know. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, but this one, it's, uh, it's crazy, bro. It, uh, mm-hmm. Let me make sure this is still recording too. Sure. Oh, big bet. Yeah, it is. Okay. Um, it just talks about how the greatest quest in our lives is actively searching for God. Mm-hmm. And there are few who ever move themselves to do it because it requires persistent effort. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be trial and error. You're going to get it wrong a bunch of times. Yeah. And God's not going to intervene because yes. he knows this is exactly <laughs> how it's supposed to be. Right. And to know God is to know mistakes, is to know mm-hmm. failure, is to know success, it's to know joy, it's to know pain, it's to know mm-hmm. everything, every aspect of life. So that's why for me, when you wonder like, you know, like you've seen, you probably see my cards, little flashes and what yeah. people don't expect. But in my head, you know, I believe in the same God that created sunsets, right? Yeah. And no one can tell me that sunsets aren't the most flashy thing in the world. Yeah, for real. Same, that's true. He's the same one that created the mar- marvelous lakes, the marvelous planets. Yeah. So for me... I'm living life to the fullest. I want to see how every little thing feels like. You're right? humble, but you know that you're a child of God. And that's <laughs> exactly. something that's cool, man. And that's that, something you can share without being ashamed. And, oh, most definitely. And I think, like, I, I as, you know, like you try to, 
as a kid, that was like my biggest thing. Like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, I was cocky and I used to itch to make me upset. Cause I'm like, really? no, I don't think I'm better than you. I, I think you're this good too. And, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I used to know, like, you're, like, you don't understand. Like, I'm learning this. If I tell you what I learned, you do uh-huh. way better than me. Yeah. But then it got to the point where I was like, like the Lord, like, it, like the, it was what I interpreted as spirit. It was like, it's not your job to prove yourself to them. Because mm-hmm. if you're proving, if you're spending time looking around, you're never looking up. And so for me, I just got to the point where I was like, all right, Lord, you know where my heart is. Mm-hmm. I'll have you speak to them if you want to. If not, I don't really mind judgment. Yeah. And so it got to the point where I was just like, you know, you got to live, live life to the fullest. And mm-hmm. then um, in terms of getting to know God, that's, that's the only way you know how it is. Because for me, that's what makes me nervous. It's, mm-hmm. it's like failing is not fun. And I failed yeah. so many times before. <laughs> and as you get older, you got to settle down. It's mm-hmm. like, the, op- the opportunities to fail and it's still gone. push forward, it's, it's, it's there, but it has high, high risk. Yeah, yeah. High risk now, because now you got a wife and two. Dude, once I have kids, I fail. No yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to fail then. It's yes. like, dang, it's yes. nonstop. That's yeah. why you got to love it, man. I think another important thing is like being vulnerable with your failures once you have kids. Yeah. Because then it gives you that even more opportunity to learn from you. Exactly. You know? I think, like you asked yourself, when's the first mm-hmm. time, when was the age you realized your parents were humans? Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize this until I was in college. I realized, oh, oh you're gosh. kidding me. I, I thought to myself, my parents were just learning too. Yeah. They they had me when they were young, had my sister when she was young. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't go to, you know, they didn't go to college and they had like a, the, the most exuberant like social life. Yeah. And, you know, they, they did the best that they could and they did a phenomenal job, bro. Yes. Like, I am not even half of what my parents were, but they gave me so many opportunities right. to, to, to succeed that a couple of them hit and once they hit we just rode with it and I was uh, like you know what that's what it's all about bro. setting up other people yes dude you're you're the real thing in what ways is having a spiritual uh, just a healthy spiritual base and a healthy physical base I mean you you mentioned athletics just a little bit in what ways has that propelled you to success in all the other areas of your life I mean once your body's right and once you got your spirit right what does that allow you to do you can't have one without the other. So mm-hmm. um, you can't properly study if you're physically not good, right? Yeah. If you're physically not good, you can't think straight. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, man, that's actually what I got super tough. I had like, honestly, if I went to the doctor, they probably would have said I had an eating disorder. But I was averaging really? like one, one maybe two meals like every other day. I would, I was like, a couple years ago. It was bad. Yeah. How come? Um, it was just handling. I wasn't handling life well. Football. Mm-hmm kind of fell away financials was bad yeah relationship issues I'm, I'm big I love super super hard yeah so for me it's and I take a lot of blame mm-hmm. for things I didn't have to take blame for mm-hmm. and there's just it's a it was a lack of humility because uh, I, I just realized this um, that not forgiving yourself is is, is is because of like you're ashamed or embarrassed but only those who have true humility are never ashamed or embarrassed because they accept the fact that they didn't know. Yeah. And for me, I just couldn't accept That's the fact. Compassion. Wow. I I, that, I just couldn't accept the fact that I didn't know, and so I was super hard on myself. And yeah, it's it's not like I was hungry either. I just didn't feel like eating, and it just, that's how it was. My strength deteriorated. My my testimony fell without even me and me knowing. It was like swept from underneath me. Yeah. And then when you get back on it, you know how you can't just. If you lose it, you gotta grow oh, it back no, up no, again. No, no, no. That's how the gym is. And that's exactly yeah. that. And that, dude, dude I, I get off for a couple of weeks because I'm busy with the podcast. Yeah. Everybody present, and then I come back and I try to bench the same thing. I'm like, oh, 
No. Oh. And you got to work. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah. It's like getting injured, man. Yeah. You get injured, you can't just. Okay, That's the worst. Because my, like, my mind's 100% there, but my body's just not. Not at all. And so you're over here like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're totally right, man. It all correlates, bro. You got to take care of both for real. Yeah. That's dope, man. I'm, every single question that I give you, you give me answers that I like. I feel like they're golden nuggets. So I got just a few more for you, all right? I, of course. So you utilize social media. You understand the power of that tool. I wonder if some of that you learned in your class, but just share with us why you utilize social media as a tool to share your life and to share positivity. Man, I used to think, oh, social media is fake. People mm-hmm. always say, oh, social media, don't believe social media. Yeah. No, believe social media. Yeah. Because social media is a reflection of what you want to show the world. Yeah. And so, so it's you, one perspective. Yeah. But if you, if you want to show the world your positive side, mm-hmm. great. If you want to show the world your negative side, great. But it's still a part of you. Yes. So I believe everything that people put on social media because it's like what you feel comfortable putting out to the world. And it clicked for me when I was listening in BYU class. They were like, they were like we encourage everyone to use social media as a platform to bring others to Christ. And then I was like, well, I'm not about to be a missionary on there, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, people don't fall in love with Christ because you're posting scriptures. It's because how you live in your life. Yeah. So I decided, okay, I'm going to be more careful what I post. Like yeah. my digital footprint is still me. Right. But there has to be a balance between, you know, being smart about what I post, but also being authentic. Mm-hmm. And so over the years, I've tried to figure out the balance because there's certain times I'm like, oh, I shouldn't post this meme or mm-hmm. maybe this is kind of corny. And mm-hmm. I'm like... I am a clown sometimes. And if I it's also, real. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I also am corny sometimes. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> you got to accept yeah. it. And so cool. you let your insecurities go because mm-hmm. at one point it's going to help somebody out, right? Mm-hmm. Like a joke that you post that you might think, oh, this might be the best image of me. It, it could lead to somebody having a laugh they haven't yeah. had in a minute and reach out to you yeah. and talk to you. Yeah. And the same thing with your testimony. It's just like every time you bury your testimony, your sins are forgiven. Mm-hmm. But if you wonder why I bury my testimony so much, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you know, Say that. I've been messing up a long time. There you go. That's yeah. all it is. And so uh-huh. social media is a great, great tool. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm, I may be being too forward about it. Obviously, it's not like the perfect image of somebody by far at all. Like you don't see. Well, if it's perfect, it'd be fake. So. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, like you don't see me, my, my deepest fears on there, like my me crying but I, right. like you see an authentic version of me that like mm-hmm. if you see me on social media you see me in, in real life it's it really correlates I'm gonna tell you guys it's for real yeah <laughs> it really it does there's no point when you realize that you ain't that important that's why I tell yes. myself that's yes. really important <laughs> you your mistakes or your successes yeah Either exactly yeah. exactly y'all got a fellow bachelor <laughs> so what would you say to those who don't feel good enough I think you have a profound understanding of this. To who? You know? That's you you felt that's, that way. That's what I'm saying. Like, what? That's changed. what I realized. Yeah. Like, to who? Like, you're not good enough mm-hmm. to who, man? If you're basing it off yourself, you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You're basing it off your teacher, your coach, your mm-hmm. friends, your parents. They don't know everything. Yeah. You ask God if you're good enough. What is he going to say? The person who's created everything. Oh, you, the person who created everything. Mm-hmm. And that's where the lack... Bro, anybody who says... I'll take. I'll tell you this: the person who's flamboyant, mm-hmm. I'll take. I'll take. I'll say that they're more humble than the person that thinks they're not good enough. Because this is why I say uh-huh. I'm telling you, humility, okay. humility is a person like that understands like the only person that the only perspective that really matters is God's yeah. perspective. And so when you think like someone says, "Oh, I don't think I'm good enough because that's how I feel about me." Man, it don't matter what you feel about you. <laughs> it matters what you, you don't, have, you don't oh know. You don't know anything. So that's why I say, bro, 
I and, and the reason why I yeah. say that because bro, I'll be like sad boy. In yeah. my head. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I can make it, and yes. I just get a thought in my head. It doesn't matter what you know. Yeah. You don't know anything. Yeah. You've right. only been, you've only been conscious for. 24 years mm-hmm. meanwhile god's been conscious for millions yeah and if he tells you you're good uh, enough what is there what is the what is that a question right and i still go through that like i i went through that last night mm-hmm. just sitting myself like why am i working so hard towards these goals it's like there's no point in doing it like the work's going to be done anyways yeah. god's work's going to be done anyways yeah. and what, what's my, my what's my point and then, you know, God says, what, what room do you have to speak yes. right now? You do what I tell you to do. <laughs> and so I thought, you're right. <laughs> Let me get back to sleep. Because, bro, it's not saying we'll get you. That's saying we'll get you with, like, yes. you're not good enough. But in reality, it's like, you've always been good enough. And the crazy part is, you're good enough, but you're not at your best. Right. So it's understanding, hey, I'm not at my best, but I am good enough to keep going. It's about progress. Exactly. And yeah. you got to keep going. And that's what, mm-hmm. people, that's what I'm saying. Even in relationships, mm-hmm. people wonder, like, oh, it's... They, they say uh, it was a song about marriage and it was like if sure. you think that it's taking forever then good because you it's supposed to last forever <laughs> it's supposed to last forever that's <laughs> great so I'm sitting like, like oh okay my fault <laughs> you're 24 man you're still young uh, no, things are going to work out for you dude, even, when you're, even when you're I told my mom my mom's yeah. almost 50 and I was like uh-huh. she's like she's still learning and I'm mm-hmm. like this is the greatest woman on earth to me. Yeah. she's still learning who, who am I to think right. who am I to think that I'm actually like, halfway yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, humility is understanding this is all a part of it. Mm-hmm. So, and it doesn't mean you can't be sad, mm-hmm. right? Because God will comfort you in your sadness. Absolutely. Like, you should have friends to be able to be there for your family and mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. you. You should never, ever run away mm-hmm. from those negative feelings. But when you can find a way to still be productive in the midst of them, mm-hmm. that's when you get stronger. That's about who you turn to when yeah. you feel that way. Yeah. Exactly, man. And you need to feel those things. Right. So, you, the person that's happy all the time, Mm-hmm. Make sure you, you, you look out for them because yes. they, 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 they're hiding something. <laughs> they have some misunderstood. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I love talking to you. I know we could go on for hours and hours because you have so much to share. Uh-huh. And, but you're sharing it with your life. Like you said, it's not about the words that you say. It's about, at the end of the day, it's about you doing what God says. And the relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. And nobody else knows how good it is. Nobody else knows how it works. But um, that doesn't matter. It's about you and Him. Uh-huh. So that's cool. And I can, I can tell that you're really in a position where you're making progress towards that every single day. And you might have imperfections, you might have, you know, mistakes, but you're humble enough and you have work ethic enough and perspective enough to keep going that nothing can stop you, man. Nothing can stop you. Man, how you 17 years <laughs> By the time you're 24, we're going to have to lower the age you run for president, man. <laughs> I'm going to send you a text when I'm 24. We'll do another episode, you'll find out. Uh, still not. Right. No, bro. Okay, final question. Yeah. What does the phrase progress is possible mean to you? Man. That's like the ultimate, ultimate line of hope, man. Mm-hmm. Just to know that I think for anybody, just to know that their their goals are possible is, mm-hmm. is a blessing in itself. Cause right, when you, you lose hope when when it's not when like you think it's not possible. Mm-hmm. Like people lose hope in, in uh, you know, pursuing the career path when they feel like the door's shut. Mm-hmm. They lose hope. In a relationship, when they think that things can't be fixed, yeah. but when there's like a when you say progress is possible, yeah. I mean that's light at the end of the tunnel that yeah. you can see. And you know, I think like that's perfect. Progress is possible. Progress is expected. Mm-hmm. Like progress is everything, man. That, that's mm-hmm. the, that's the whole essence of living, bro. Mm-hmm. Like progress is that's it. Li- thinking limitless, there is no yeah. end. There is no end. Like what's the? Oh my gosh, the hymn. 
If you oh, can hide a Hulk cola. If I can hide the cola, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There is no way to. Yeah, there is no way to. I'm not going to sing it. I was about to start singing. You sing it. No, there's no end to progress. There's no end to light. There's no end to the beginning. You know, there is no end to gods. Yeah. And that's like the whole point of everything to become God, you know? Yeah. That's where we're at with it, man. Absolutely, Doug. Thank you so much. This has been Bachelor of Wise. What's your last name, though? Bachelor Johnson. Ford, I just met man. you. No. <laughs> Four, that. You guys gotta follow this guy up. You're gonna want more. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. You the man. Thank you so much. Hey, that was a good episode. That was good progress.